Welcome to this edition of the Louisville Luxury Home Podcast Series, brought to you by John Mann with Winnihan Sotheby's International Realty. John, good to see you this morning. How are you? Doing great, Greg. Good to see you. Thank you. So walking around the office, talking to other agents, I frequently hear people talking about time is of the essence. And it seems to me that it's a little confusing for uh, someone who's not in the industry and even for a lot of people who are in the industry. I'm hoping you can clear that statement up for me a little bit. Absolutely. No, it, it causes quite a bit of confusion. You know, sometimes it's uh, maybe even counterintuitive to the uh, buying and selling public um, and uh, certainly causes confusion uh, even with a lot of real estate professionals. And, you know, not within our office, but, uh, but you wouldn't believe uh, the, some of the encounters I've had with agents uh, for some other brokerages. So time is of the essence is a, a literal phrase that's in the contract that we use in um, Louisville, and it only appears once or twice, right? It's not on every page. That's correct, yes. And uh, it is a legal term, so uh, you have to have all, all the words there. You know, time is of the essence uh, in the contract. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes people will try to uh, come up with new phraseology, uh, you know, to the same effect, but, but that is a legal concept. You know, you want to make sure it's you know, phrased exactly that way. And uh, it's an interesting concept. So <clears throat> in general contract law, um, most contracts are, uh, are understood to, to have time of the essence, which just simply means that the dates and times in the contract matter, uh, that those are hard uh, deadlines uh, contained in that contract. And um, you can understand it, you know, when you think about uh, just general commerce and uh, perishable goods, you know, if you're ordering a, uh, a truck full of grapefruit and it has to be here by this Friday, um, if the driver doesn't show up till next Friday with it, well, you know, you don't have to pay for it. You know, your contract <laughs> was for this Friday um, because you've got a perishable uh, item there and so the, the dates do matter. Um, so in general contract law, that's the underlying principle that, that uh, time is of the essence. Real estate is a little bit different because we have a durable good. Um, you know, the house, if you said, I'm going to close on the house this Friday, and uh, we actually closed on it next Friday, there's probably not a lot that has changed <laughs> with it's that property in seven days. You know, it's been there for 50 years or so, you know, um, so what's another week? Um, so it's a little bit different concept. Every locality, every uh, board of realtors um, has their own take on it or their own preference for it. So we use the forms that are prepared by the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors. And so what we'll be talking about today is based on how they treat uh, this concept within our Louisville market. So in general, when someone has uh, time is of the essence in their real estate contract, it is not for the entire contract. Because like you said, the house is going to be the house today tomorrow, the next day. So instead, time is of, is of the essence is for, well, is that? <clears throat> it, it depends on, on the board, even within Kentucky. So um, if you go uh, to some of the other markets around uh, Kentucky, for instance, I know the Bowling Green contract had uh, time is of the essence for everything within the contract. Um, where our Louisville board has a, its own little uh, peculiarity is that um, time is not of the essence uh, for the entire contract, but just specifically uh, one section of the contract that deals with home inspections. Now, an agent uh, representing a buyer that understands the difference between the two can simply write in time is of the essence and make the entire contract uh, the same as a Bowling Green contract or maybe a Arizona contract or whatever other market may use that. Um, but again, it, that would require the agent understanding the concept and making sure that uh, that doing so is going to be uh, to the benefit of their client, you know, whether it's the buyer or seller in a particular transaction. 
And then that would lock you in, right? So if you said time is of the essence for the entire contract and we must close by um, whatever, January 1st, mm -hmm. and something happens and you can't get to the closing table until January 3rd, mm -hmm. it's off, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's where, you know, oftentimes where we run into problems or misunderstandings with clients is exactly that scenario where a, uh, a contract says, hey, we're going to close on uh, November 1st. And uh, the closing, you know, November 1st comes and, and the lender's not ready or the underwriting's not done. Or there's some delay that causes it to slip a few days. Um, you know, the seller's immediate uh, response oftentimes is, well, they have to close. You know, uh, November 1st is here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, sell the home to another buyer. Or I'm going to do, you know, any number of things because they haven't closed. And it says November 1st on the paper. Um, and so that's always an interesting conversation when we have to call them and say, Hey, uh, I know it says November 1st, but <laughs> time is not of the essence uh, with regards to the closing date, which means that they have a reasonable period of time uh, beyond that date um, to you know, consummate the transaction or, or release the contingency or whatever it is that we're dealing with in that particular circumstance. So um, you know, now the next question is obviously, What's reasonable? <laughs> well, my reasonable uh, might be different than your reasonable. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get to decide, uh, you know, as brokers or the buyer or seller, uh, you know, what's reasonable and what's not reasonable. I mean, ultimately, that that decision is going to come down to a, a, a arbitrator or judge or somebody, you know, that's going to. Uh, uh, to make that call in the event that there was a dispute over the transaction. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I would just say that reasonableness is going to vary depending on the other terms of the contract. For instance, if you made a cash offer to close in seven days, uh, would it be reasonable to uh, extend the closing date by another seven days? You know, if you had a closing that was supposed to occur in 90 days and you were just looking for a seven-day extension to close it, you know, that seems more reasonable to me, you know, than a seven-day extension on a seven-day close, right. you know. So there's going to be a lot of factors that go into that. And then what's the cause of the delay? You know, whose fault was it? Why aren't we ready to perform, you know, per the terms of the contract? So it's uh, interesting, you know, the closing date uh, does not have that uh, provision, time is of the essence, um, in our standard uh, contract for the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors. Um, and that's something that, that certainly causes some confusion for buyers, for sellers, and for, uh, for a lot of agents, uh, frankly. But uh, one area that we do have at uh, time of the essence in our contract is the inspection period, which is a hugely important section of our contract uh, related to the buyer's due diligence uh, time frame on a property. So, And that's why the, the board chose to make this paragraph uh, apply, right? Time is of the essence, because it is so important. It is important to the seller not to get strung out with a buyer who takes three months or something to do a exactly. inspection. Exactly. So the trade-off in, in Louisville has kind of been, we have an inspection clause that is pretty buyer-friendly. Um, you know, as long as they've hired a home inspector, um, they have a, a pretty wide exit uh, path, you know, from a transaction um, without really even having to cite particular reasons uh, based on the language in our board contract. That is not the case in all markets. You know, if you just jump across the bridge to southern Indiana, uh, very different uh, inspection language uh, in their contracts. But in Louisville, we've got a pretty buyer-friendly uh, inspection uh, language. The trade-off is we've got a pretty tight time frame typically. Uh, you know, it's in our market averages seven to maybe 14 days for a buyer to, to perform their inspections, and time is of the essence. So that means that the seller enters into a contract with a buyer. Uh, the buyer has a pretty easy way to terminate that contract unilaterally in those first uh, week or two. 
Um, but the trade-off is the seller knows it's only going to be a week or two. Right. <laughs> and then once that deadline hits, uh, they know if they've got a, a deal or not. You know, if the buyer makes a repair request or if the buyer says, hey, we'll go ahead and take the property as is. Um, you know, within that first, uh, in that inspection period, the seller's going to have, a, you know, a much higher level of certainty as to whether or not the, the buyer's going to perform and move forward. So have you seen this actually play out in the marketplace? Let's say we're working with a 10-day inspection period. The contract already says time is of the essence, and then a buyer's agent on day 11 or 14 or mm -hmm. never says, all right, here's my inspection report. Yep. Or, I've seen it time and time again, and it is, uh, it's amazing. I mean, as a buyer's agent, um, you know, it is grossly negligent um, to not be on top of this, um, you know, because what happens if you've got a 10-day inspection period and you forget or you wrote it down wrong or you added the dates wrong or, or, or you just didn't understand the importance of it um, and you go to day 11, uh, as soon as you click up, then you know, the clock strikes midnight and you're now on day 11, you have released the uh, inspection contingency. So your client just bought the property as is. Um, so that's hugely uh, important. And, uh, and I've seen it time and time again, though, uh, when I'm representing the sellers where a buyer's agent will submit a repair request outside of that uh, time frame. And, uh, you know, obviously we try to work in good faith to, uh, you know, to get a deal done. But uh, it puts the seller in a much stronger bargaining position now. They have a buyer who's already released a, a key contingency in the contract um, who may be asking for things but no longer has the leverage to void the contract uh, and walk away. So uh, a very different bargaining position uh, as soon as that clock strikes midnight for both parties involved. And I would point out for the inspection contingency, the time is of the essence is the agent actually has to turn in the request for repairs. It's not just doing the inspection. Is that correct? So that it's is not correct. Yeah, and again, that's not the same in every market. But in Louisville, yes, you have to uh, do the inspection and submit your written request for repairs or your uh, notification that you're voiding the contract within that time frame. Um, so it is a, a, a hard date, hard uh, uh, number. You know, you have to be in t inside of, and it's. Uh, again, shocking uh, when you come across kind of malpractice in the industry where people uh, will blow past that date um, nonchalantly. <laughs> so what's your view, um, having been in the market for a long time, is this uh, something that you're a fan of or it doesn't matter if you like it or not, it's just important to know what it is Yeah, and versus other markets? You know, do you think Bowling Green has it right? I think that this is a, uh, you know, I, I like our board contract. I think it, it covers the base as well. I think it's just important that to understand one size doesn't fit all. You know, we're all using the same boilerplate contract for all kinds of different deal structures. Um, and as long as you understand the you know provisions and the uh, limitations of our contract, uh, it, it's a great it's a great document. You know, you may have to edit it a little bit um, if if there's a particular reason why a, a deal has to close on. December 30th, you know, for instance, tax consequences. You know, if a deal does not close by the end of the tax year uh, in a, a state situation or something, that might may be a very big deal if it rolls over to January 3rd instead of December 31st. Um, you know, those types of situations, you're going to want to make sure uh, that you understand time is of the essence and that you include it 
for the provisions that aren't, uh, you know, part of our boilerplate uh, if, it, if it's going to be important for your situation. So let's just use that last example you gave as we get ready to wrap up here. If someone has to close or whatever their particular need is, but we're, we're going to use close by the end of the year for this example, can you write that into the contract? So you said edit a little bit. Can you make that paragraph only? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you yeah, you just, just say, hand write it in, you know, so you could say closing to occur on December 31st, 2016, time is of the essence. And then um, that would apply to that And that would apply to that, that provision that, that uh, you've written in, exactly. Um, and, and where I really see this come into play a lot, um, particularly with uh, agents that don't uh, necessarily uh, read the, the fine print on some of these things, are when we have a contingency, a buyer's purchasing a property contingent on the sale of another property. Um, a lot of agents believe that their inspection time frame is going to start once the, the buyer has sold their house and is now ready to move forward on the new house. That's when their 10 days or their 14-day inspection period is going to start. But uh, Here, big uh, alert to people listening. This is yes, really important. This so, is an right. important part. Yeah. You say and it. if you read the uh, contract, again, the standard format uh, or contract documents for our Board of Realtors, uh, that time frame starts on acceptance, you know, regardless of if the property is contingent on the sale of another home or not. Um, that starts upon acceptance. And if that's not what you want for your buyer client, you got to make sure and write that in. Again, all of these things can be changed, right? You know, our contracts aren't set in stone. It's a, it's a guide uh, post for us to kind of uh, work from. But you can customize them as long as you understand um, the uh, components of it and what the provisions mean. And it to make helps sure to customize on the front end, right? And not, yeah. <laughs> not after you miss the timeline. Yeah, you don't want to beg for forgiveness in these situations, believe me. All right. Well, thank you so much for the education. I'm looking forward to coming back next month and we'll talk about something else. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Greg. 